ACASTCAST. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Life and football are very similar. Without an identity, you will not achieve your ultimate prize. Defense wants championships. Pride and passion meet success. You gotta love what you do. Thank you for listening to the East West Football Podcast with Jerry Martinez, Kendall Whitley, and now here is your host, Fidel Barraza. Thank you for watching another live edition of the East West Football Podcast. I am Fidel Barraza. Alongside with me, like always, Jerry Martinez, Kendall Whitley. What's going on, guys? Pump, Playoff man. Football. Playoff Divisional football. round playoffs. Been a while since me, right? Uh, obviously, it's not hard. I mean, everybody's been following us for what? I mean, shoot, where are we going on? Year three. Dang. Year three, man. It's kind of crazy when we actually look at it, right? But, man. I mean, everybody knows who you know. I, I hang my head on, and it's been a it's been a roller coaster since 2020. That's that's for damn sure. You know what I mean? Um, but to see the Cowboys uh, in this current situation, it, it, it's it's definitely an exciting time. But it's hard, right? Not to be a, a homer, or not to be that. You know, you want to be able to still look at football and, and look around, and uh, it's it's a it's it's really fun. Yeah, I think what's really exciting me is just this how close these games been. We've had some people come back, some teams come back from comebacks or whatnot. And like when you think of teams out, they're not out. Look at the Jacksonville and the Chargers game. Everybody probably blew the Jaguars out. Take a half, come out, make it, make it, uh, make some quick adjustments, and look at look at the outcome. So we, I think this past weekend was a great slate of football games. We're in for even another slate this weekend. Yeah, I mean it was a great game of weekends. I mean essentially all the games were close besides the one on Monday Night Football between the Cowboys and the Buccaneers. Um, let's let's just go through the games really quick. So obviously Niners beat the Seahawks. Not really much to talk about there. But the second uh, second game of the day between the, San- the Los Angeles Chargers and I should say Los Los Angeles Chargers and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Essentially at one point I believe the Chargers were up twenty seven to zero and they came back to lose the game. 30 to 31. I'm 27-0. I actually left out, came back. Jacksonville had the score. Then it starts it seemed like he just started the steamroll from there. Um a lot of times I see a lot of people want to blame Herbert. I don't I say the defense, man. Your defense, if you got y'all pin puts a 27 point, your defense gotta keep that lead too, man. A lot of uh, people been blaming blaming the coaching and, and, and Justin Herbert. But I think a lot of blame went to Derwin James and that defense. Not to really call out Derwin James, I'm saying, but that defense as a whole, like I think a lot of a lot of the blame goes there. You let them 27 points, missing a field goal, this sloppy play down the stretch. And this is the charge. This is the same old charges that we've known. But you gotta also look at it at the other side too. These Jacksonville Jaguars, are they are they a real are they for reals? Because they're when it comes to winning, they're doing it. You know, they're getting the job done. And you know, Trevor kind of had one of them games where like, oh, it didn't look too good. Four interceptions. I mean, that didn't look good, but dang, I mean. 
Jaguars did enough, man. They did enough to, Trante, to get this win. Trante Samuel, Trante Samuel Jr. looked like a, a, a Jaguar for CB. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it he was three picks, one. right? Three picks. Three. Yeah, three. Yeah, three. three. He's yeah, the one who killed three of them. So, yeah, but I mean, look, and then I even saw some NFL insiders saying that, well, now the Chargers can rest their starters. Like I saw those tweets out there, right? And um, and yeah, we know what happened next. They came back and they won the football game. Jacksonville did. Uh, but look, you're not going to win a football game by only scoring three points in the second half. Uh, to me, they kind of dazed up. Uh, Jack, yeah, let's give credit to Jacksonville because they came back and won the football game. But I do believe some of the blame can be placed on this Chargers football team as well. I mean, it, that, that, it feels like that's been the story with the Chargers all year, right? Brandon Staley, his questionable call, play calling and, and whatnot. Uh, I, we, we did see that they, they fired uh, – well, they released the offensive coordinator, Joe Lombardi, I believe, yep. the former yeah, quarterback Saints. as well. Yeah, he was with the Saints, right, previously? So yep. they let him go. So obviously, you know, obviously they're, they're going to make some adjustments. And th- and that's the one thing that is, is is always making the adjustments because the Chargers are still a relatively young team. And Herbert, you know, he looks like the real deal. But, I mean, it's hard, right, because you're not going to get any emotions out of him. It's difficult. Yeah, and we'll go ahead and preview the divisional game between Jacksonville and Kansas City here in a few minutes. Uh, let's talk about the games on Sunday. Uh, the early game was the Miami at Buffalo. This was a very close game at the end, right? And nobody, everybody thought this might be a blowout because uh, Skylar Thompson was starting a quarterback for the uh, for the Dolphins, and uh, some poor clock management on the Miami side, I think, is what really cost them the game. Yeah, the poor clock management. I think Skylar Thompson played better than what a lot of people thought he did. He had a couple of bad picks or whatnot, but. I think he played better, and I think if Tua, Tua plays that game, Dolphins win that game I'm going away, especially in the second half. They got um, a defensive touchdown or whatnot. And, I mean, they just – most of the play, a lot of people forget that Raheem most of didn't play. I think that hurt them. They didn't run the ball particularly well, but I think Thompson played a lot better than what people thought. And I don't think – Malane, I know Buffalo before the season, everybody was just, was just all on Buffalo or whatnot. They don't look that good to me. I know they – been dealing with some stuff the past couple of weeks, but I think Teddy Bridgewater, a healthy Bridgewater, wins that game for the Dolphins. I mean, you can't. I mean, it it literally came down to a couple of plays on third on third down. So I think on the on the Bills looked up looked up there on that one. Who would have thought, right? Especially with your third string quarterback. I mean, I think who would have thought with a third string quarterback that that the Dolphins, like you said, had a chance. And and I'm gonna have to. Probably side with what you just said, Kendall. I mean, we're gonna have to really assess the Buffalo Bills. Are they a little overrated? Is is that what you're basically saying? It's a good question, man. I mean, definitely, it's one of those things. But I'll just tell you this: uh, it looks like if if we continue to see this kind of play, it's gonna come down to maybe the Chiefs being the favorite in the entire AFC, man. Well, I'll say this much: if they play like this, you know, against Cincinnati this weekend, they will not win on Sunday. They got to they got to correct the mistakes and look to me. Josh Allen looked kind of jumpy at times, right? I mean, there was a point I think it was in the third quarter when they were trailing. He overthrew a receiver, and just you know, he just couldn't make anything happen. And, and like you said, man, Joe Burrow. I mean, I think I, I don't know if we've had that conversation here. I mean, when you look at it, Joe Burrow is the real deal, man. Like he is the real deal. So that's going to be a hell of a matchup, man. If it, if it if it comes down to quarterbacks. 
who do you, who are you banking on to get the, to seal the deal and get you the the dub at the end of the game? Joe Burrow or Josh Allen? Yeah, Bengals dealing with some offensive line issues, which we get into in a few minutes. We'll, a few minutes and we break down that game, but I don't know if Buffalo will be able to get after it because they, they missing Brian Miller or whatnot. So they really won't really rush him, Thompson, Kyle Thompson like that. But the X factor this weekend, Demar Hamlin will be at the game. He obviously had the cardiac arrest, you know, during that Bengals and Bills game, and it looks like he's going to be at this game this Sunday. So that's going to be obviously an, an emotional thing for, for Buffalo to have him there. And I just the crowd's going to be electric, and I cannot wait to see that matchup. Javier says Joe Burrow is cooking bison on Sunday. Damn, so he's giving his prediction already. So uh, Javier's he feels good about the uh, about the Joe Burrow. Uh, was it Joe Shiesty? What were they calling him last year? Uh, they were calling him uh, Macaulay Culkin. I mean, they were calling him all kinds of things, man. Hey, that guy has swag. Man. <laughs> I'm gonna call him no Macaulay Culkin because I tell you this, yeah. that guy has swag and he and he can play his damn game good too. Uh, yeah, I'll just call him Kevin uh, Kevin McAllister. I believe his name. Home <laughs> alone. Um, well, let's talk about that game last weekend for the Bengals between the Ravens and the Bengals. Another game with a backup quarterback that a lot of people were expecting to be a blowout. Baltimore came, you know, kept the game close. At the end, they had to, you know, they had the opportunity to come back and tie the game, but there was a crucial turnover, and I believe it was Tyler Huntley that tried to sneak the ball over the goal line, and and it was uh, Hubbard right that returned it for a touchdown, yeah. and yes. essentially that was the difference in the game. That changed the game big time once again. Like I just said, if two plays for the Dolphins or hit the bridge with Miami wins, if, if Lamar plays, Ravens win that game. They win it. They they had a pretty good defensive plan. Um, Bengals didn't really light up on offense, whatnot, but their defense came to play, whatnot, and it was Tyler Huntley. I know J.K. JK Dobbins had some post-game um, comments. He wasn't too happy about only getting 12, 13 carries, I believe. Yeah. So it wasn't it wasn't a good um, outing there for there. He was running the ball particularly well. But um, Hunley, and, and this is a separate segment. Lamar and the Ravens, they did him a lot of stuff, but they got to pay the man. man. They got to pay him. And it's it's not – look like it's going to end well there in Baltimore for Lamar. It looked like they're headed for a split. Javier, Huntley tried to uh, to duck and came up short. <laughs> Hey, but I mean, let's talk about that play though, because I, almost like what it feels like almost nine out of 10 times that play works for every quarterback that does it. Right. And there was nothing in particular that he did. That was kind of like a very kind of, uh, um, and it just caught a break, man. The, and oh, that's, and this well, is we, a- have, we have seen it happen a couple of times before. And I just, I figured, you know, you're at the goal line. Um, the probably the set the safest thing to do would be to sneak it, but for whatever reason he jumped over and uh, he tried to cl- you know cross the ball over the goal line and and he fumbled the ball. Well, but you're right because like like you said, I mean we're we're so sold on the Buffalo Bills, we're sold on the Bengals, but look at look at those games they don't they don't look good, especially like <clears throat> especially when you're trying to make your push into the into you know past the divisional, but also get into the conference championship now. I mean, now I'm questioning myself, who is the strongest team in that AFC right now? Because if you're not paying attention, the Jags will still win from you, man. They're, they're, they're that type of team. But and- let me ask you something as well. I mean, do you think these teams kind of were like, eh, we're going to win this football game. We really don't need a, you know, like maybe I'm not saying they weren't trying, right? Because that's not the word. But maybe in the back of their heads, they're like, no, we're better. We, they're playing with the back of quarterback. We should beat this team. I, I would hope not. And I, I'm saying that sincerely. Like, I, I, I don't think so. I don't I, I don't really see that in any of these teams. Uh, um, I think, if anything, the Buffalo Bills came in with with 
with kind of like that impression, right? Like they wanted to help Damar with his spirits and whatnot. So, I mean, it just it just kind of like it just didn't fall in the in in the favor for them, right? And so when you look back at that at that hindsight, it just shows you that no matter what quarterback you think is the is the is the real deal, I mean, in reality, they have bad games too, man. They have great games and then they'll have a bad game. So you know, whenever you want to start pointing fingers, you got to be fair, man, and be fair across the board. Trevor Lawrence, like I said, he had, what, four picks. That, I mean, is that a good game? I'm asking both of you a question. Yes it's or not no? a good game. Okay. Not a good game. But he brought back his game. It's a bad game, right? Uh, yeah. Did Josh Allen play his best his best yeah. ball on that, on that day? Yeah. Okay. And then Joe Burrow, right? Like, did Joe Burrow do enough to seal the deal or seal the win early in the game? His defense did. His defense secured the win, right? They so, don't get that Hubbard return. I mean, who knows? I mean, that Baltimore probably scored. I believe what was that first down? Was it second down, maybe? But uh, they don't get that Hubbard return there. That game, I mean, that's, I mean, what? Really I mean, what are the chances of them scoring right there? It's, it's got to be like 98 percent. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, but it is what it is, and that's how the game ended up being. Javier uh, says none of these AFC teams look good. The NFC is looking way better. Yeah. He might have a point there, right? Which is surprising given the season. The NFC looked weak in the season. Now they are catching fire. Yep. And I think he actually has a point. I don't have I haven't heard anybody talk about that narrative at all. Well, let's talk about it though. Or well, well, let's finish. Well, let's, let's let's finish recapping the the yeah, games real quick. The game, I did. You know what I mean. I get. I, <laughs> I myself picked two games wrong this weekend, and this one was one of them. The Giants beating the Minnesota Vikings in Minneapolis. Yeah, a lot of people thought the Giants would beat Minnesota because of the last game they played was so close. It came. It didn't go to overtime, did it? It was like it was last last few seconds to get the game in the field goal. Saquon Barkley looked amazing. What? And I know he had like you know he didn't have a hundred yards, but he 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 helped out the Giants in other ways, catching the ball, running the ball, blocking and whatnot. Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes, it's looking real good. Baby Eli, he looks like Eli Manning, but he he looked he looked real good on running the ball and throwing it. How about this Isaiah Hodgins kid? I mean, he he played pretty good for the Giants and whatnot. Darius Slate, they don't have nobody that you have to worry about on the outside of whatnot. They've had a bunch of injuries, but. They just make and um uh, they're making it happen. They're making it work with what they got, and they look real good. I believe Isaiah Hodgins came from the Dolphins. I believe, if I'm not mistaken. So that just goes to show you came from the big Buffalo. Buffalo. That's Buffalo. I, why did I say the, the Dolphins? But I will, I will. I will. I <laughs> will. Same division. Yeah. At least I got that right. Uh, but I will say this: it just goes to show you, like, damn, if you get the right coach in the, in, in place. And he's able to play to the strengths of his of his players. What kind of a season do you think you know other teams could have if they get that right matchup? Well, I'm going to give myself a you know a, a, you know tap on the back real quick because I did say that Brian Dayball was going to bring out the best in Daniel, in Daniel Jones before the year started, and that's exactly what's happened. And to me, I mean, he makes a whole difference. I mean, we can tell. Three NFC East teams are in the playoffs. At this point, in this juncture, and, and you know, yeah. I'll tell you this much right now. Uh, and yeah, look what what you what basically he's basically yeah, saying. Yeah. What you're saying. Uh, he's basically turned Daniel Jones into Josh Allen 2.0, man. And I mean, I don't know, right? But, I mean, he has the same skill set, but damn, three NFC East teams, guys, in in this divisional round of the playoffs. I mean, it's crazy, man. Just to think. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. 
And uh, let's go and recap that uh, Monday Night Football game between the Dallas Cowboys and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Cowboys got off to a really hot start. Um, honestly, this game was never really a game. And then, but when uh, when the kicker Maher kept on missing the extra points, I'm like, well, he's leaving the door open for Tampa to come back. I mean, if you take away any negatives from this game, it's hard to take away. It's right. It's it's the kicker. That's it. Outside of that, they played a clean game or whatnot. And if they made his points, I mean, the score looks a little bit. You know, it's just four points. They look a little bit worse. Um. What can I say? The Cowboys passed for us. Michael Parsons, I mean, they had a pretty good game. Uh, I think the game turned in the red zone with Curse picked off Brady. I think it turned right yeah. there. And then everything just went down here from there. The Bucks look like they've been looking all year, looking like an old car that can't just get it going. And they just – that's what happened. Dak Prescott. How can I – I'm forgetting that Dak Prescott looked good. If he plays like this, they can, Dallas can go real far. And I think they will go far. And they're going to need this week against San Francisco. I mean, I I feel like I can't really say anything, man. Look at the smile on my face. I mean, I feel like if I say anything about the Cowboys, I'll, I'll feel like a homer. But I will tell you this. No, yeah. I mean, yeah. 2020 wasn't easy on me. And you, both of y'all didn't let me, didn't, you guys, I mean, you guys were harsh on me on 2020. But I will say this. Um, that monkey that grew to the size of a gorilla in literally a season is off of Dak's shoulders. But I will tell you this. What is very scary right now is that the Dallas Cowboys, they took that first game, that first, you know, the the opening week, they took it very serious. They took the one and done very seriously. They wanted to make sure that the NFL is put on notice. Now it's, and you can see it, it's very evident in, in the actual, you know, the, the little press conferences that they're involved. You could hear that all the players are literally on board on the same train and they're going in the same des- destination. And you know what? All of them want revenge against the 49ers. And they know exactly what happened, what what went wrong with the 49ers last year. I'll tell you this. I am very surprised with the, both the offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator. I give them a hats off for changing, uh, changing the Cowboys' uh, playoff season oh, uh, around, right? Because... You know that commanders game did not, uh, that that commanders game did not look good for Dak, but I'll tell you this: it just shows you when Dak is lo- when he's locked in, and man, he looks unstoppable. And that's all. I'll leave it at that. I know how everyone wants to chime in. Dak played a hell of a game. That defense was making Godwin pay for every catch. I don't know if you guys saw that. Did you guys see that? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, he was getting smacked. And it's crazy because you know that that's kind of where I was telling you, Dan Quinn. He, he he has Israel Makuma, right, who ha- is his six four safety. What he did was he basically brought him down and made him play slot, and he lined him up with uh, Godwin. And, and, man, they took it to Godwin, and Godwin was getting smacked around all game. And so, yeah, I, I, I believe somebody had – I don't know if it was Javier. I know on the Cowboy cast somebody was saying he's probably taking an ice bath to this day right now. So that's that's one way of, do- of saying it. Yeah. All right, so let's go into preview divisional – Weekend in the NFL, uh, the first game on Saturday, New York football giants visiting the Philadelphia Eagles, the number one seed in the NFC. They're meeting for the year. Um, go ahead and I'm go ahead and pick it. I'm gonna go with Philly, they're home, rested, coming off about whatnot, and they know the Giants real. I'm gonna go with the, I'm gonna go with the Eagles in a close one, though. Is that the first game? First game, mm, yes. No, how's that? 
Is it? Jacksonville, Kansas. The Jags and the Chiefs. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. The the Jags and the Chiefs, but we'll go ahead and stick with the Giants and the Eagles. That one's, uh, for me, it's 7-15. Giants and Eagles. Uh, You know what? Give me the upset, man. I'm going with the New York Giants here. I think they're they're coming in with momentum, and that Eagles, they look kind of stale at the very end. And I'll tell you this, that week off does not help out any team that that looks stale going into the playoffs. Real quick, Jerry, um, is this an upset pick or this a, a, a heart pick? Because you know, we know what happens if if you, you I know you can go with the Dallas to beat the 49ers, but if the Giants beat the Eagles, they get to go to Dallas. That's a home game. So is it is it a heart pick or my, which which one is it? No, I'm I'm calling it how I see it, man. Did you see did you see how these the backups were fighting to win against the uh, against all the starters basically uh the last game of the season? <laughs> I mean, dude. Okay. I, we even saw Kenny Galladay get his first touchdown on, on Darius Slay. <laughs> like, that just goes to show the show you, yeah, man, this team is going in and kind of stale, bro. Like, I, I, I don't I don't trust the Giants in this game. In fact, I, I like the Giants because of the momentum, and I think that they're going to ride. They're going to ride in. They're going to surprise. They're going to surprise the uh, – they're going to surprise the uh, Eagles. Yeah, I like the Eagles in this matchup. Too much talent. New York, the Giants have been a really nice story this season, but I think it ends on Saturday against the Eagles. And and yeah, I like the I like the Eagles win against the Giants. All right, let's talk about the game that I skipped over. Maybe because <laughs> it's not even really going to be a game. But you never know. Uh, Jacksonville visiting Kansas City. Um, obviously, Jags coming off that comeback win. They were down 27-0 at one point, won the game 30-31. And uh, Kansas City has been resting at home for, for a week, and now they get a host playoff game. Uh, great story for the Jazz. With a close game early in the year, I think I thought uh, I felt like the Jazz kind of turned the ball over a lot and they missed on some opportunities, made it close late. But I'm going to go with KC. This will be a real close one, though. Can't sleep on Jacksonville. Give me the Chiefs. Before I move on, right, I've got a little a little comment in there for you, Kendall. He says, Kendall, the Giants are a different team and have confidence. They have nothing to lose. That's, Man, that's that cowboy fandom talking to y'all. Y'all want that home game next week. <laughs> <laughs> man, come on now. I'll tell you this. The Eagles had a great season this year, man. But I'll tell you this. I mean, it's kind of hard. Jalen Hurts that hasn't had the reps, dude. Like, you got to have reps. You got to have reps, especially in this playoffs, man. Like, it's just – it is what it is, man. What? I think the Chiefs take this one, but Jags make it a cl- – oh, okay, 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 okay. I thought he said something else. But, no, man, I'm being sincere. I mean, I understand what you're saying. Uh, I just, I, I just the way I the way I see it is, uh, Eagles are coming off of, of of their first playoff win in quite some time. That's a lot of momentum, and so uh, Eagles, like I said, it, it, the game will run for the number with their number ones and them them resting. So it's a, it's a good situation. But get let's get back on subject. Um, I don't mean to be sound like Homer, but I, I sound like a Homer. Go Giants. Uh, go. Uh, what is it? Big Blue. What did, what did they go? Jaguars versus Chiefs, though, right? We're talking about yeah. this one. Uh, I think this is where the, the story that 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 storytell ending ends, man. Uh, you can't make those kind of mistakes with with Patrick Mahomes. So you know, I, I really do believe that it is going to be a close game, but you just can't make those mistakes with 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 Mahomes. Mahomes is going to find a way to come back in this game. Mahomes is the guy that that every team should be you know cautious of. But we've also seen Mahomes play some bad games, so. And this one, I don't see that. I don't see that. I don't see them having too bad of a game, but I do think there's going to be a little bit of rust that the Jaguars are going to wake them up a little bit. I'm going to take the Chiefs, but I think they're going to win with the last second field goal at the end. 
It's going to be a close game, in other words. Yeah, it's going to be a really close game. So, All right, and then moving on to Sunday's matchups between first one, Cincinnati visiting Buffalo. Obviously, again, it's a rematch a week. What was it, week 17, if I recall correctly, between the, the Bengals and the Bills. Uh, DeMar Hart, um, Hamlin is going to be there uh, at the stadium. So, obviously, I think that's just going to make this team play even harder than what they're yeah. going to already, right? So I think that's definitely going to take into um, into what happens to this game and being there. I think it's a huge part of it. Yeah, um, I think it is. But I'm still going to go with the Bengals in the close one. I'm going with Cincinnati. Last second field goal, 30-27. Even with the O-line issues that they're having? Yes. They had the same O-line issues, but probably worse last year. And look where they got to the season, bro. I, I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm actually going to side with, with uh, Kendall in this one, because if you look at what they're doing on offensively, uh, the way they're actually like, it's weird, man. Uh, the way they are lining up their offensive line, it almost looks like it, it's like they're, it's like, it gets teams like saying like, are you serious? And they're get, they're getting people off guard with the actual, the way they're actually lining up this Bengals team. So I'm going to go with the Bengals in this one. Uh, and, and I and that's because I felt the Bills were going to be the favored one to actually go on and win the Super Bowl for us this year. Javier says the Bengals will win this one. Woo! That, that's three right there. Uh, can we make it four? Right, Bengals defense are very un, underrated. Good point too. Can we make it four, Fidel? It will not be four, even though Buffalo defensive backfield. Give me Buffalo. Emotional. You know, it's, it's crazy because, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I, I understand the emotional start, part of it, and I don't mean to be um, – you know, I, I understand, and it would be great for Buffalo if that does happen, but I can't count out Joe Burrow. But uh, at the same token, man, damn, man, I, I you can't count out Joe Burrow, man. Like Kendall said it, man, you said it right on the money. Dude. He, he, he didn't even have a good offensive line last year, and you made it to the Super Bowl like that. I just got a feeling, man. Buffalo, Buffalo, Buffalo. Buffalo. Gonna... <laughs> all right, all right. Lone wolf, the lone wolf on that one. <laughs> yeah, and I think uh, Buffalo is going to end up taking the chairs and tables to Atlanta, where the AFC Championship game is going to be played against Kansas City. Damn. But that now already to call, the... you're, already, you're already calling the AFC divisional round too. Yep. But now to the game that. This is probably my favorite game of the weekend. Dallas visiting the San Francisco 49ers. A rematch from last year's wildcard round. And we all remember how that ended. Right, Jerry? Not good. <laughs> Not good. Yeah. So, it's still, I mean, if you're asking a Cowboy, we still have scars on that, man. There's still scars there. Well, I think it might be Redemption Sunday. What do you guys think? I'm a, I, I get that all with the revenge, the redemption Sunday, and the scars and all that. I, I completely understand it, and that's nice to know it here. But this is a different 49er football team. I talked to Harvey last night. The one comment talked to Harvey last night. I just feel different about this 49 team. I think it's a great story. Just imagine the storylines of the 49ers winning with Mr. Irrelevant at quarterback, Brock Purdy, third-string quarterback. I think it's a great story for the 49ers. That defense is physical. They're fast. I know Dallas got some stars too. Um, and Debo Samuel. This is not the same 49 team y'all seen last year. They've added a couple of it. They're more healthy. They're more explosive. I think McCaffrey is the X factor. I'm going with the 49ers. Not as dominating as they did it last year. I know it came until last second with Dak and whatever happened there, not getting the snap right. 
but the 49ers win this game a close window. I can respect that. I can respect that. Um, I feel that, you know, regardless of, you know, regardless if I'm trying not to be a homer or not, I'm going to ride with my team. So Dallas Cowboys are winning. I think that uh, when it all comes down to it, it's a great story. You know, it's a great story. And in fact, I think that the, the storyline for next season is going to be who do the 49ers start, Trey Lance or Brock well, Purdy? Just saying. Hey, I'm, well, I'm don't, I, don't know, I don't know if you saw, but Tennessee did get a new general manager today. And he's from the did. 49ers organization. And is D'Amico Ryan's going to be there next year? No, he's gone. Because they, he's going to be ahead they, somewhere. They, they interviewed Vic Vangio today for the defensive coordinator precision. So that just goes to tell you, I mean, they're already get there. They're tipping off a lot of things already. So there's going to be a little bit of a turnover there with the 49ers, but I will tell you this. It's not hard to see the reason why they want to bring in Vic, Vic Bangio. And the reason why this defense has been so good is because what they're doing is they they basically are disguising their cover six defense, you know, and, and that's why this defense has been so good. It's it, I, I've been making fun of them. Uh, Hafunga or what's his, what's his, how do you say it? Tafunga. I've been making I've been Tafunga. making fun of him. I've been calling him fungus, Tafunga. I've been calling him everything to to Tapanga, everything. But I will say this. Um there's a baller. He is a baller. And everything is everything is it, it, so okay. So for the the way for it to work is it the way that defense has been so successful is because of him. He's been balling. He's been helping with coverage and with the actual shallow part of the middle of the defense. So he's so rangy. He's so good. Uh, he's a sure tackler. He's really good. Uh, but that allows Nick, Nick Bosa to get home. So I will tell you this, if, if it comes down to this game, I, I believe it's going to be a, a, a really tough battle. And I think it's going to come down really close. I think at the very end, it's going to be what quarterback comes out. Uh, it's going to come down to the quarterbacks. And in this situation, do you, are you trusting Brock Purdy? Or are you trusting uh, a Dak who we've seen, you know, he goes, you know, Dak does get, you know, he does go and he does lay an egg on on on, on us Cowboys sometimes, you know. Commanders is most notable. It's an annoying game, but if you saw how locked in he was, if we get that, if we get that Cowboy, if we get that that Dak Prescott showing up to this game, that's game over, man. And uh, I'm sorry, 49ers, but it's time for you guys to go packing. I even see the Cowboys are getting a little fun, man. Uh, what did Harvey have to say? Dallas will get revenge. Dak is focused. He wants revenge. He's locked in. I feel different about this Cowboys team, Kendall. Me too, he Kendall. Me I'm gonna... night, so we'll see. <laughs> I will... right, right, Kendall. This is going to be a different matchup because you don't have Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback. He got Brock Purdy, a rookie quarterback going against a Dan Quinn defense. And that's and honestly, that's why I'm picking the Dallas to win this football game. He wow. is he is bound to make some mistakes, and I think he's gonna make some on Sunday. I'll be the long wolf here. I'll be the long wolf here. It's all good. It's all good though, because I'll tell you this that defense is solid. And and, and the thing that the Cowboys need to realize is just know that they don't give you no pre-snap looks. That's what they do. They're very disciplined. So they give you like this cover two, cover three, cover four look. And and it's just they're basically disguising it. So what they basically do is they break off and they get to their they get to their assignments. And then from there, what they do is they're they're trying to force, they're trying to give the time that Nick Bosa needs to get to the quarterback. If not, let him go to the check down. So that's why the 49ers have been very good because they've been able to suffocate. So it's gonna be about 
if it comes down to it, I, I really do believe in Dak, and it, and I believe his legs will be the X factor in this game. So it's all good, respectfully. So thank you, Fidel, for siding with me. Yeah, I like Dallas won this football game. I just oh damn, you know, he says Fidel hit it on the nose. That's why I'm confident. <laughs> you like what? Do you yeah, look, it, it's been a nice story for him or whatnot, Mister Allen, and he might be in the running to be the starting quarterback for this football team moving forward. But I think that in Sunday, I really think uh, Dallas is going to play the better football and just Dan Quinn. I mean, it might be his going out party because he's, he's probably going to be Denver head coach next season. I mean, who knows, right? But odds are he's going to be a head coach somewhere next season. And uh, what a way to, to end it than uh, getting revenge on a, on a bad playoff loss from last season. Uh, I think, I think it's going to be a very interesting game. My question to you guys is, does this, do they break the TV record for this, for this uh, playoff game? Yes, I was actually possibly, thinking that earlier. Possibly, I think Tampa and Dallas almost did. I, possibly, they almost they did, did it, right? They no, they did it since '99. It was the highest playoff game viewed since 1999. With like 30 point two million. I think last year, whenever they met, it was like 30, 32 that watched the game. I think this year is going to be close to 50. Whoa. Yeah, I, I was gonna say maybe forty, right? But shoot, no, it's, a, it's a huge game, and obviously here in California, I mean, a lot of people are gonna watch it. I mean, anywhere, right? Yeah, well, yeah. It's it's just... two fan bases, that have fans everywhere, so should be a very interesting divisional weekend. With that being said, gentlemen, any final thoughts or predictions before we end today's show? Nope, just appreciate everybody joining us. And hey, man, we in last weekend was crazy. This weekend, I think we're in store for an even crazier weekend. And also, make sure y'all follow Ken's Pat's Talk on YouTube. Um, Patriots all season got out to a great start. We interviewed some OCs, but about to get it going there. But appreciate everybody joining us. I'll wait. I'll wait. I was going to use my soundboard. You said, do you have anything else, right? But no. Uh, hey, I just want to say thank you. We we really appreciate it. We're entering year three, and uh, none of this could be with uh, none of this could be possible without any any of you all. So we really do appreciate all the love and support. Yeah, thank you everyone out there for watching and listening. And we'll have your coverage right before the games on Saturday and Sunday as well. Uh, but with that being said, thank you everyone out there for watching and listening. Enjoy the games this week and have a good night. Welcome to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonize your mind, body, and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. Together, we explore vibrations, frequencies, and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress, and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing today. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Electrocast.